much speed until you let go of what is speed. I'm talking about your money. <laughs> We're an audio show. Ghost uh, speaking of the gay agenda, let's talk about some grifters. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, wait, did you is... just compare the gay agenda to grifters? Wait a second. Yeah, my actually, head was going to Andrew Tate. My head was going to Andrew Tate. He's like, not gay, and I don't think he's he has gay, an agenda. Does... I don't know. People, people were questioning it. Like they oh, were dude. like, th- th- "There's pictures of him." Not a chance. People are dude, like, "I'm telling." Ah. Like, have you seen? Oh, I don't know, that man. One, I, that one where he's sitting there with the pillow so. on his lap and all the women around him. I don't know. Oh, man i, I didn't i didn't I think they think were watching was. legally blonde i'm telling you they were watching legally blonde together dude i'm telling you i didn't think so either until i saw a video of him like he was walking down the street in romania and motherfucker he was throwing them hips he was <laughs> no throwing them. we're closed we don't want him he's he's fine where he is let toxic masculine shitheads be toxic masculine shitheads but i don't oh. let me just throw this out there in case this makes it to the final product i don't think that every homophobe is gay i don't, I don't think that that's yeah. stupid that's i don't dumb. like that trope very much either yeah. there are quite a few i no doubt but most yeah. yeah a lot of them are just hateful people and some people are bad people they don't need a rhyme or reason yep and andrew tate i would say firmly in that category <laughs> oh for people. sure um so this episode we're gonna catch up on some of our past guests and i had a couple more to kind of well really just one two more yeah to introduce into our grifter cinematic universe um so we're just gonna cover a bunch of little stories, things that kind of happened over the last month and a half thereabout and uh, that we haven't talked about for full episodes and we'll see how, how it goes. Um, but I want to start off with a couple of people that we've talked about before, just kind of update as to what's going on with them. And the first one that we just mentioned is Andrew Tate. Dalton's whoa, favorite. Whoa, that's the sound of the police. <laughs> favorite. <laughs> Former kickboxer and role model. Um, <laughs> Not Dalton's mine. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> My dude. I, I was learning so much from him. My fucking TikTok algorithm is still ruined from the Andrew Tate episode. It's ruined. I want to smoke cigars and, and, and breathe this cigar smoke into my drink before I drink it, you know, because it looks so badass on my uh, private plane. Not to like throw like politics like square in here but once you like dip your toe in the alt-right pipeline that shit is there to stay that yep. shit is not going anywhere um yeah no it's it's bad and that's part of why i kind of am scared of tiktok because i know that eventually i'll get sucked into that and it'll just ruin my fun like i can't have platforms for fun twitter is fucking shot it's gone i can't do i can't have fun on there anymore because of the people that I follow and all the fucking assholes that got left back on there, including Andrew Tate, <laughs> who are running wild on the platform again. I feel like I mean you have like very different views on deplatforming. I am not. I am okay. I'm, I have a complicated relationship with it. You okay. are like don't ple- deplatform people. No, I don't think because I think whenever you deplatform people, they slide back into like echo chambers, right? And you get things like Alex Jones. He is in a huge echo chamber and nobody outside of the echo chamber pays attention to what's going on. Right. And then you get shit like the January 6th riots. You get shit like people fucking going to shoot up a school from listening to InfoWars. Right. And if you, uh, if they're platformed on a larger scale, you have other people coming in here like, no, this shit fucking sucks. This is stupid. This is why it's stupid. But when it's in that echo chamber, you don't have anybody like, 
uh, fighting these beliefs or whatever hate's being preached. You know what I mean? I think I I don't agree. I, I, I see it. I don't agree with it because I think that the people that are hardcore on Alex Jones are going to be hardcore on him. They're going to follow him wherever he goes. It's right? not just Alex, though. I mean, it's other people, too, like Andrew Tate and fucking like any of them. They're, they're going to find if they want to find it, they'll find it, though. I think that's yeah kind of the thing now. Will as many people see it? No, that, that's why I think that it does work in so certain senses. You're not going to have such a broad audience. Well, I, I get what you're saying. You're going to have, you know, those naysayers in there mixed in. But I think that if you if you just take that away, you don't even have to worry about that. There's people that aren't going to get sucked into it because they're just not going to see it in general. But if you're hardcore enough, you'll you'll get into it. And those people are going to find it anyway, one way or another. So I feel like it does work, but not to the extent that it needs to. Okay, fair. Agree to yeah. disagree. I think the other thing too, I mean, from a company standpoint, it's about advertising, right? If you have a bunch of toxic shitheads, it's really hard to control. I think, I this is my suspicion, it may not be true, but I think that these companies like YouTube and Twitter have, especially YouTube, have less control over where the advertisers are or where advertisements are placed than right. they would lead you to believe. And I think that what happens is, you know, companies like, Procter and Gamble will come in and buy a bunch of advertising and then it ends up on an Andrew Tate video or an Alex Jones video. Someone on Twitter points it out. The advertiser gets nervous. That hurts YouTube's dollar. That's why the opposite also happens too. Like you'll get like a Prager U ad on a leftist commentator's video on YouTube. Right. Raytheon ad on an anti-war video. Right. It's like, (laughs) yeah. And it, I mean, it happens to this day. It happens still, which is why I think that like, I don't think YouTube has nearly as much control over advertising as they do. And so as a result, what they do are these blanket bans on people that advertisers are a little nervous about. So I think that's why they do it. They have every reason to be able to deplatform people. And if they're making money on harmful messages, I can see why they do it. However, I also, I also think it doesn't happen until like one does it first. I think they're scared. Oh yeah, they all do it the, at the same time. They're scared of the backlash from deplatforming. Yep. So whenever, say, fucking, I don't know, Twitter, when Twitter bans somebody like Andrew Tate, all the other Silicon Valley companies are like, okay, oh, we yeah. can do it now. Apple and Google, yeah. everybody does it at once. Yeah, they absolutely do. They do the same thing with layoffs, like that that industry. I don't I don't know if there's actual collusion going on, but they definitely all take cues from I each don't other. Think, I don't think there is. I, just, I think they wait until like one person finally like gets the boss to do it. And they're like, okay, shit, I can do it now. Yeah, well, it's like school, right? When the first person turns into the te- in their test at, in yeah. the classroom, then everybody else feels like nobody wants to be the first to do anything, right? right? They want to wait for someone else, and then everybody will start doing it after that. So exactly. It is. it is. It's absolutely that. And I, I, I think what, you know, what happened for a while was like being, de- being deplatformed <clears throat> was a badge of honor, which I was like, uh-oh, like people are going to be proud about getting kicked off of Twitter. And that happened for a little while, and then people it's realized- to go away. Yeah, because their revenue started to disappear. Like that was the other thing. They were like, "Yes, I got. I've been silenced and I'm oppressed and I've been kicked off of Twitter." And then they're like, "Why am I not making any money anymore?" Oh, that's right, because no one's paying attention to me anymore. Well, that happens with like uh, some of the smaller people for sure. Yeah, people that have it. Like, uh, I, I think Jones is like if he was if he didn't get sued for he a billion a big hit he took one point five billion dollars I think he would be doing just fine. I don't know he was he he took a he, he took a hit after after he was deplatformed his his shows turned into more infomercial than than shows they, they got the commercials <laughs> just mean with the astronaut is like always has been <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know I, I think it's I think it's complicated but I also feel like yeah. it's like 
you know, I, I think, I don't know. I've been paying probably more attention to the Elon Musk Twitter stuff and like how he's like, oh, this is a free speech platform. So let's all let all these, these, these people back on it that were banned previously for, you know, whatever reason. Uh, and now they're like, look, this is what it is. This is, this is, we're trying to get all these woke people. And it's, it, I don't know. Part of me is like, well, the woke people, woke people made the platform, right? Like that's right. the reason it is success because most people don't want to be on these spaces. It was an alternative to Facebook, which is a right-wing platform. Yeah. And the right-wing platforms yeah. just don't do well, right? Like right. you see why that's the thing. It's like, I think Twitter as a business model before this all happened was probably doing the right thing because I think more people wanted these toxic assholes off the platform and that's right. what they got. And then the toxic assholes were like, well, we're going to build our own platform and no one showed up to it. <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't know, brother, that, uh, Donnie T's doing numbers on true social. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. But it's like, that's not the appeal. Like most people, mo first of all, most people aren't on Twitter. So using Twitter as a right. basis for anything in real life is ridiculous. Like yeah, it just I mean, doesn't... Facebook is the norm. That, right. That's what everybody's on. But even just social media, you know, I guess there's more people on Facebook than Twitter, but it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's all online bullshit. But Tate got banned, Tate's back, and he's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> Um, he has recently been claiming, been claiming that he is a trillionaire, which would make him <laughs> the wealthiest person in the history of the planet. And it's also not true. I know <laughs> yeah. if I was a trillionaire, I would still live with my brother. Yeah. In a, house. In a, in a bunker in Romania. <laughs> if, I was a if I was a trillionaire, y'all would never see me again. Nope. That would be fucking secluded. That's not true. That's, Dalton, yeah, that's not Dalton true. would invite us all to live with him and then we'd have to deal with him every single day. No, you, you and all people his, would like, see me again. It would be like, it would be like uh, that show Viva La Bam, but with Dalton. It'd be Viva La Dalton and just him doing stupid shit stunts all day long. Yeah. We'd be filming it and putting it up on YouTube. That's exactly well, I'm, what I'm saying. I'm not talking to you two. I'm talking to the people of this podcast. I would right. start a commune with my friends and yeah. just party. All or would the you be like Mr. Beast and you'd just be giving away money all the time to people? You know what? Yeah, if I got a trillion dollars, I'm yeah, right. Like I feel like I <laughs> would be, be like I'd be very generous to with some of it. I'd be like, you know what? Let's do some fun stuff to like help out people. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be the first good billion. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, and the thing, there's definitely two types of like multi-millionaire billionaire people there's ones that there's plenty of them that are not on twitter and then there's guys like andrew tate and elon musk who have to be like live on fucking twitter you know live on social media and just want to you know elon doesn't talk about how rich he is he's got this whole like free speech thing going on but tate likes to show off how wealthy he is and it's pretty cringe it's pretty lame and i don't know it only appeals to his little incel followers for the most part it's got to be like an attention thing, right? Like it's it got to be like some kind of like trauma from when they were younger, didn't get enough attention. And now they have this platform or like bathing in it. Well, you know we talked I mean? about it. We talked, I mean, we talked about it a little bit like Tate, had, Tate and Tristan, like Andrew and Tristan yeah. Tate both have like serious fucking daddy issues. And I'm not a therapist, but I can, mm -hmm. there's definitely some issues with that. And so like, I think being looked up as at least Andrew, he's looked up to by his brother and by all these little fucking followers. It's like this fatherly figure. And I think there's right. a piece of that. They also grew up very, very poor. And now he's got a lot of money and i think that that's that's part of it too um you know 33 Austin's cars. talking to the romanian police he's like let me let me have them yeah let me get i'll make them. them i'm gonna fix their daddy issues yeah let's go come on let griff daddy at the other griff yes. baby and griff, we'll, griff we'll, daddy's we'll, gonna take care of them we'll make it happen <laughs> by the end he will be in my arms crying on me because he's just a wee little boy 
and I could definitely hold him and cradle him and make him <laughs> change his mind. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. He would call me a, he would call me a, a, a way, a sal- he'd call me a wager or something. He has his name for people that actually have jobs that they make a salary at wagey. Like, wage slave or something. Uh, wagey, like something wagey. weird. I can't remember what it is. The fucking wagey. It's so stupid. Um, I'm telling yeah, you, man, he, if we would have just got rid of Britain, like none of this would have happened. <laughs> he was born here. <laughs> he was born in the States. Yeah, he was raised in Britain. There. Look what the fucking Oi Bruvs did to him, man. Look what they did to him. <laughs> the Oi Bruvs. Um, so Andrew Tate is not a trillionaire. He's probably worth about $100 million, which is a lot of fucking money. But it shouldn't be that surprising, considering that like in our previous episode, we talked about how he was pulling in something like $66 million off of his little um, learn to make money scheme online. So yeah. MLM, <sighs> yeah. So that, I mean, hundred million dollars is not out of the question in terms of what he's, what he's pulling in. And most of that comes from the MLM. Some of it comes from his webcam business, which he still runs out of his house in Romania, which is part of the reason he got into a bunch of trouble. Yeah, dude, uh, kidnapping women and women and making them do sex acts online is not the move, man. <laughs> kidnapping so, women, tattooing your name to them, and then making yeah. them do online sex chat. Dude, he literally treated them like cattle. Yeah, he got he took them, branded them, and then sold their sold what they were doing online. Yep. Like, <laughs> and I don't want to say that I told you so, but I'm pretty sure this is how, what we called in our Andrew Tate episode. Yeah. Like this guy's going to get popped for, he's either going to get in trouble with organized crime with the organized, like the, the mob in yeah, that he Romania, was teasing, like opening or, a, opening like a casino, casino he and after, casinos, yeah. or he's going to get a hit on uh sex trafficking. And guess what? He got popped on both. So, yeah. so, was, but let's, let's, let's give uh let's start at the beginning. You want to go give our props to, to where this all started from. Yeah. What? So Dalton, I'm curious, what, what, do you, what is your, what do you know of the version of the story that happened? Um, I know a lot of people said, like, I know Greta, whatever the fuck like, came out of, yeah, came out of my line and told me he had a little dick he got mad made a response video that had uh pizza boxes from a romanian pizza franchise in the video and then that's what alerted the authorities that he was currently in romania i don't know how true that is but i know that's what people ran with online it's a good fucking story and like what, what yeah. do we say here all the time yeah, man, don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. So we're going to look a little bit of the story. Unfortunately, the truth is a lot more boring than the story. But um, Tate, because he's now back on Twitter, because uh, Elon Musk did that thing that they did in the Ghostbusters when they kill the containment unit and all the all the ghosts come out and haunt the city. That's kind of what it felt like on Twitter a few weeks ago. <laughs> Doesn't bother me, um, but it's, it's, it's there. And there's a lot of the grifters back on there, which probably should make my job easier, but it just makes me just, want to go on Twitter less. It's good for the that pod, man. Me, good for the pod. <laughs> that just reminds me of the scene when they're in the mayor's office. He's like, is this true? He says, yes, sir. This man has no dick. <laughs> this man has no dick. We'll probably say the same thing about Andrew Tate. But <laughs> uh, so he tweets at Thunberg because he wants to get a little attention, right? And he thinks this is going to be a big fucking own. Fuck he, wrote, Bugatti. He, he goes, hello, Greta Thunberg. I have 33 cars. My Bugatti has. Uh, oh, no, a, say it right. Bugatti <laughs> has an eight uh, liter quad turbo. My two Ferrari 812 um, Competizone have 6.5 liter V12s. This is just the start. Please provide your email address so I can send you a complete list of my car collection and the respective enormous emissions. 
And then she writes back, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. <laughs> and then he publicly wondered about a child's genitals online. Well, she owned his ass. Um, he, her response had almost, as of this recording, had almost 300 million views and 3.9 million likes, which is just, which he just got fucking uh, choked out by a 19 year old girl on Twitter, which right. is, I think, really very funny. She's 19. She's 19. I'm so old. I'm so fucking old. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This, 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 um, powerhouse autistic 19 year old girl choked out Andrew Tate on Twitter. I'm Gen Z it. kids. I'll tell you what. And they don't fuck around, man. They grew up on Twitter. I would not mess with young kids <laughs> on Twitter. I would absolutely. The only thing that can knock Andrew Tate out was a touch of the tism. <laughs> uh, so he, uh, is currently in police custody in Romania. I think that's a shirt, Andrew Tate versus autism. <laughs> Would we get canceled for that? I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> don't you say you're on the spectrum? So a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got dietism. I don't think that's that's probably not a good term, is it? Yeah, yeah I think so. I think so. I can say the R word now. No, I no, can't. can't. No, I can't. can't. No, I'm reclaiming it <laughs> by giving it back to my people. Is that the new podcast when you spin off on your own term? You're going to Charlie blurt this out. Is it full with Dalton Harris? Full Dalton Harris. Let's go. That's oh my God. That's amazing. <laughs> I got to make it now. <laughs> I got to make it. Now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. I'm so sorry. First part of the year and Austin says a slur. Let's go. <laughs> Which Charlie's going to bleep out. He's like, oh, uh, terrible saying oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. It. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh jesus christ all right <laughs> you can't say no, it's okay people charlie you don't have to bleep it i gave him his r word pass no bleep it i don't want no <laughs> no there will be no record of me he's saying got that the pass. He's got one the pass. day i said it you can do this it it's gonna like affect my future employment <laughs> <laughs> um okay I'll, so, I'll fax that pass over to you asap to show your future job it'll be fine <laughs> thanks why is this written in crayon my new employer says is like oh, that's, just, that's all Dalton can find yeah <laughs> Jesus Christ. he has the brain of a donkey <laughs> why is it written on the back of a page from a sesame street coloring book and i was like because that's his favorite <laughs> <laughs> and my boy loves the big bird <laughs> oh god so More of he's, Ernie man myself. He, he is a that is definitely that sums us up Ernie and Bert for sure. <laughs> Gee, Bert, <laughs> I set the kitchen on fire. I'm like Ernie. I'm just over oh, here God. eating trash out of my dumpster house. Yeah, exactly, yeah, Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, so he's in Romanian uh, custody currently. Um, this is not as a result of anything <laughs> Greta Thunberg uh, tweeted. It's not as a result of his his follow up video. This investigation has been going on since at least April of last year, and it is it's probably been going on longer than that. We talked about on the the episode that we did on Andrew Tate that there were, I believe, either two or three women. I tried to look back at my notes, I couldn't find it. Um, so, two or three women that had claimed to have been uh, kept prisoner in his compound, and the, the Romanian police had had actually raided his place before, back in April, 
and and rescued these women and arrested them and they got off. But the, the investigation has been happening for a while. Uh, they had him in possession, him and his brother, as well as two of their accomplices, two women, one who is believed to be his girlfriend, the other who is an ex-police officer who's helping to wrangle some of these women. These are like considered his two lieutenants in the operation. Wild, um, wild. It's organized crime. It's straight yeah. up organized crime. Oh, yeah. And so the <laughs> the, the the prosecutors um, went to the judge and said, we'd like to have him held for 30 days instead of 24 hours, which is typical because, I mean, I don't know what the reasons were, but obviously he's a flight risk because he's got a right. bunch of money and he can get out of there. Um, yeah. So this is, the, you know, this is what happens when a guy that has a bunch of money moves to a country where he thinks he can buy his way through everything. Mm-hmm. But he also pisses off everybody he comes into contact with. And I think there's in no small part, I think he's really upset. And this is just a hunch that organized crime in Romania. And I think that they're they're fucking around, too. I I have a feeling that they probably got a part in this somehow with all the casino stuff. So um, really quick, I just want to read the uh, the charges. And this is from the Daily Mail. It says, but prosecutors have now said the brothers are suspects in an alleged organized crime ring that sexually exploited at least six women who were recruited, housed, and forced into performing pornographic videos for sale online. This morning, the former Big Brother contestant's account tweeted, quote, the Matrix sent their agents. This guy's so fucking gone on this like QAnon pill shit. Uh, He made a similar comment as he was being led away in handcuffs by armed officers. As he said to the camera, the matrix has attacked me. Um, (laughs) Tate has previously (laughs) believed. (laughs) Yep. Um, Uh, He has previously said he believes we live in a matrix where people are programmed by computers to work until they die. Referencing the blockbuster film about a simulated reality. This is capitalism. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? So a couple things here. One, uh, I really hope Teddy Hart doesn't hear this story and decide to go overseas. (laughs) Same fucking thing with him. And I think he would thrive overseas. Um, Also, uh, Romanian castle. I just like to believe that, you know, he, his own was so bad that the, the Romanian police were like, no, you just have to go to jail because you got yeah, own so bad. There, was, there wasn't actual charges. It was just like, you got owned so fucking bad on Twitter. You got to go to jail. Yeah, for like, you're done. Rest Sorry. Of your fucking life. Sorry. Like you, you don't come back from that. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's in jail with his, his, well, he's in, he's in holding right now um, on charges of rape, human trafficking and organized crime which honestly, no surprise to any of this. I, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if there were some organized crime figures in Romania that are rolling on his ass right now, because oh, I sure. don't think sure. Tate, Tate, here's the, here's the thing is that Tate thinks he's a badass and he thinks he's a baller, but I don't think he's smart enough to actually work the system in a way that an organized crime unit would. Right. Right. Like, I mean, he does employ a former police officer, but she was on the force. Maybe I think she would resign from the force eight years ago. So her contacts probably aren't that, that up to date. Um, you know, he's trying, he's making an attempt, right. He's, he's trying to be this badass mafia figure that he thinks is what he should be or what his, you know, fans think he should be or what he can do to get away with all this stuff. And it's not working because you're a dummy. Sorry. <laughs> Fucker. Anyway. Um, it, there are more victims this time. It's got the count has gone up to six. I'm not sure if that six includes the original ones that we talked about uh, from the April raid, but it's worth knowing that there are more and more people that are more and more women that are coming out and and saying that hey, this is not okay. He's been trafficking us, and it's fucking gross. And you it know what? Gross. Go go to jail. And it's it is though it's a little shocking. Um, 
it had nothing to do with Pete's box, but it's a little shocking just how many people are still sticking up for him online. Uh, and I and I oh, looked, yeah. and and it's it's kind of gross. Well, um, there's a lot of Jeezy, uh, Jeezy, well, Jesus Christ. There's a lot of Gen Z influencers that I see like popping off for Andrew, like Aiden Ross, Nico. These are uh, I wouldn't say like right wing. They're just Gen Z kids that are fucking dumb on Twitch, yeah. and there's they're a lot like. They're crying about like they can't do this, they can't do this, blah blah blah. It's like yeah, they can, they can, they did. Yeah, Andrew Tate's probably really excited though because if he gets to stay in jail, he could be in like the undisputed five film in his head. <laughs> like it was just a series of movies about kickboxing in prison. Well, now's his chance. He could be undisputed kickboxing champion in prison. So I mean, I don't know. He's in prison in Romania. They might pull a condemned and just put him on a you know, private island somewhere, make him fight to the death for their freedom. I don't know. Romania and those places probably have better like prisons than the U.S. does. So he's probably gonna get like you know. Oh, dude, yeah, he might. Yeah, he might be all right. They're (laughs) real nice over there, but like maybe, maybe not. Maybe you know they they have like an underground kickboxing ring, and he's got a he's got to be the champion there now. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, it, it's, it, you know, I was going through some of the comments and some of the people that support him and it's really, it's a weird mix of people. Like you were saying, there's yeah. a lot of Gen Z people. There's a lot of other fighters that take it like a bunch of MMA guys or like on well, the, the fucking Andrew brains are beat the shit. You can't blame it. Right. It's a CTE talking brother. One really interesting person who has been really advocating for tate uh is a woman by the name of uh samira khan and i'd never heard of her until i was doing research for this show and she's i i hoped that she was going to be more interesting than she actually turned out to be she's really just a right-wing troll Um, but she's a former miss new jersey for the miss usa contest so she is former miss new jersey and she calls herself a what she calls herself an anti-woke journalist I haven't seen any of her journalism. Oh. Mostly it's just tweeting about, you know, the the standard conservative, like far right talking points on Twitter mixed in with like pro Muslim rhetoric because she, she is a, a Muslim. Um, but her, her Twitter bios is anti-woke journalist, feminist defender, uh, mimic war strategist, and uh, Kadrov, Kadrov, Kadrov Stan, who Kadrov is the president of, um, Oh my God, uh, Chechnya, and he's a vicious, vicious, homophobic, nasty, nasty man. Um, hardcore Muslim, multiple wives, and he's like Putin's. I think Putin's called him his son at a certain point. Like he's very much like a Putin guy, and he, they've been like executing LGBTQ people. And and yeah, it's bad. It's real, real bad. He's a nasty uh, dude. This con chick, not a good girl, not a good, not, not a good no, person. No, no, she's so. You know, Tate Tate is Muslim or claims to be Muslim. I'm not going to get into the like what makes good yeah. Muslim or good Christian or any of that shit because I don't. That's not my business, and that's not the show. But he is a Muslim, so she backs him as a as a Muslim woman. Um, she is definitely building a following through like memes and being a troll online. Um, but she, she's just she's just kind of gross. I'll comment on the I'll comment on Muslim thing because I saw a video where he talked about converting to Islam. He the only reason he converted because he was uh it was I don't know what branch of Christianity, but it was a branch of Christianity before. He got upset because uh whenever in his words, like when you talk shit, when you talk shit about Jesus, the Christians, the Christians they turn the other cheek, they turn the other cheek. But when you talk about Allah or you talk about their prophet Muhammad, Muslims, they will beat the shit out of you, they will beat you with the inch of your life. 
And that's the kind of attitude I want in my life. <laughs> I was like, so you're picking this religion because you want to beat people up. Yeah. Because he thinks <laughs> it's it. a, well, then I think we did we talk about that, Charlie. Do you remember? We I thought we talked about because I definitely pulled stuff about that saying that like Islam is the only manly religion left. <laughs> you know, like it's I, yeah, I, I remember feel like that. we touched yeah. on that because of like all the stuff, the restrictions they have against the women and everything. Right. So yeah, right. that was it was very like an incel, like I think we called it like an ins I'm gonna all beep this, but like, yeah. Well, so uh, Khan, this this nice former Miss Jersey, New Jersey, has been ringing the bell pretty hard for Andrew Tate to the point that uh, Tate actually tweeted back at her, which is the word wifey. So there, there's there's something going on there. I don't see her leaving New Jersey to go to Romania. She doesn't seem like the kind. She seems like <laughs> Didn't more. Didn't somebody dunk on her and say like that there should be more women sex traffickers? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. Yeah, I saw and she that. was like defending them and was like, also, oh, what you're saying is there should be more women sex traffickers. <laughs> Guys, like a cute girl pass the sex yeah. trafficking industry. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, he is just. I don't know. He's 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 so gone. He's really buying into the rhetoric. I mean. Oh, excuse me. This is a, a quote that he said, or one of the tweet threads that he had going. It said, it appears the insanity of the ruling elite is exposed worldwide now. Brother, you're worth $100 million. Just because you can't get be part of the elite doesn't mean that you're not actually part of the elite. Like, you've right. got enough money to, to fuck around and do whatever you want. Um, he says, they have one command. Do not speak out. Behave as sheep. God is on our side. So the Matrix will not win. Inshallah. Uh, the answer is out there. It's looking for you, and it will find you if you want it to. So uh, he's 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 gone. We're the done. answer will find him in prison. It's, I I I don't know if this is the end, but I definitely think it's going to. There's not much more he can do to make waves. That I I mean, who knows? Maybe he'll murder right. somebody. But the, um, the answer for, for him is a very large, very girthy penis uh, inserting him forcibly uh and I he's gonna no, find that so no rape no rape yeah <laughs> not even Andrew, prison <laughs> to be honest i think the Andrew Tate story ends with him getting popped in the back of the head i think that the romanian mob just gonna straight up execute him eventually possibly if he keeps his shit going i don't know I, I can't imagine he's very good at running a casino no <laughs> I, I don't think that they're probably going to be very successful. What do you mean he won the hand? Just beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Get him, Tristan. Um, so, yeah. So um, human trafficking is going to be a theme for the first part of this uh, podcast because another. Oh, yay. Yeah. Another. Um, I podcast, love the flavor of ice cream. Know, right. They all, there's like the grift to human trafficking pipeline is strong right now yeah, yeah, it is. Um, because uh, David Miskovich, the head of the Church of Scientology, is on the run. He went to catch up with Shelly. <laughs> yeah, that might be hard to do. <laughs> She's fucking dead. <laughs> so uh, have they checked Epstein's island? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I think you're onto something. Maybe that's what Tate should do with his money is buy that and then run away there. Little St. James, man, that, that's not a good look. That's not, that's not, not a good, good look. So uh, the there are three former members of the Sea Org and the member of members of Scientology that have uh, 
file lawsuit, federal lawsuit against the church and David Miskovich about uh, human trafficking, saying that they were uh, really quick. I'm going to read this from the the Tampa Bay Times. It said attorneys for the plaintiffs then sent notice of service by certified mail to 10 different Scientology addresses in Clearwater and California. According to the court records, the parcels were returned to the sender with unsigned return receipts, refused at the location or lost in the mail, according to the plaintiffs, December 13th motion for a hearing on the matter uh these guys they're they're really trying to find david miskovich the plaintiff's legal team also tried to contact miskovich hiring a private investigator sending direct messages to scientology's instagram page combing public records and talking to former sea org members they asked attorneys representing the scientology in titles named in the lawsuit to provide an address for miscavige but they were not successful according to court records they have tried to serve david miscavige 27 times for this lawsuit and they can't, can't find him, him. they'll can't never find him, find him. Um, he's at sea land they're never going to catch him so it's it's funny because if you um earlier this early last year there was another lawsuit and it was oh that was a good joke charlie i just got that sorry (laughs) i was gonna say nobody (laughs) laughed at my joke god damn it i was like i was like doesn't mean sea world then i remembered (laughs) um so he'd been served with i think uh, austin still doesn't get it I didn't hear it. Sealand, the grift that we did. Oh, yeah. yeah he's he's in Sealand. That's where he's hiding out. out From Sea Org to Sealand. That was a deep cut, Charlie. <laughs> it was a deep cut. That went way over my head. <laughs> um, yeah. So he's he he kind of does this like weird shell game where Did he Did I goes, interrupt Austin for a third time? <laughs> <Shut again. up>. <laughs> uh, yeah. He's hiding. I'm not going to get into the California, Florida stuff. It's boring. Fuck it. Fuck it. I'm done. (laughs) Next. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, LAPD's got a record of really helping these guys. Like, they've just never, they didn't do shit for the Shelly Miscovich uh, investigation. Yeah. They're not in a hurry to catch this guy. Uh, this, totally this, known on on the up and up on the level organization to LAPD. Well, I'm sure that they probably give back to the police. So it doesn't, you know, like that's that's what you like police benefit, you know, policemen's um, benevolent association or one of the, you know, the nonprofits that are associated with the cops in L.A. I'm sure they're probably giving money just to stay out of the line oh, yeah. of sight. But, so. They should definitely hire Dog the Bounty Hunter to serve him these papers. I no. think that Dog the Bounty Hunter can find him. And no, serve not him Dog. They should hire Dr. D. David Schultz as a bounty hunter because <laughs> that man does not miss. My favorite bounty hunter of all time. That? That's the guy. He's an old pro wrestler. His name was Dr. D. David yeah. Schultz. And he smacked the shit out of uh, John oh, Stossel. Okay, yeah. No, he said it was about. fake. And yeah, he's he like, oh, is this fake? fake? And he and slapped the shit out of him twice. Like, fucked up. His, did he break his nose? No, he, he like messed Broke up his Broke his glasses, neck. I think. Yeah, he must have like, he, uh, he got fired not long after that from WWF. But That's like, so AIW just had him at the show two years ago. Did you go? This year, last year? Yeah, I was there when he when he was Man, there. I, I would love to I didn't talk to him. D. David Schultz. He's so fucking he, his awesome. His book sold out. He was uh he was I have his hit. book. I haven't read it yet, but it's on my shelf. Uh it's called Don't Call Me Fake. <laughs> and so when he got done with being a pro wrestler, he went into bounty hunting in New York City. And half of his story is about wrestling, the other half is about being a bounty hunter, which I'm like pretty excited. Maybe we'll do an oh, episode yeah. on him. He's not a grifter, but I just think that'd be fun to talk about. <laughs> That could be like a Patreon episode. Yeah, I don't know what the show started into. It's like fuck it, fuck the theme of the show. We're just talking about it. fun stuff. I know. We're just gonna shorten the name to IYCMG or something. And yeah, just it's like t- KFC. It just stands for nothing now. It stands for KFC. <laughs> uh, we're still talking about grifters. God damn it. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Dave Miscavige. 
I, I think this is really fitting that he keeps kind of going back and forth between Florida and California, which is the point I was trying to make earlier. Like this current lawsuit is in Florida and he keeps saying, oh, I'm in California. That's why they can't find me. But last year, not last year, before last 2021, he was served with another lawsuit in California. And he said, oh, I live in Florida. You can't serve me in California. So, he, you know, when you think about like, Elron Hubbard spent so many years at sea avoiding authorities. This right. is a very, very similar, I'm going to say, ending to Miscavige. I think he's smarter than Elron. Right. I think he'll last longer, but I don't think anybody's going to see his ass for a long time. I think he's he's gone underground, <laughs> under <Literally>. the sea. <laughs> under the sea. Oh, man. So, so yeah. that, Who's next? So next, I would be, uh, I, I wouldn't be doing my job if we didn't talk a little about crypto. And oh boy, I the, the biggest update from our NFT. That's the biggest L I've ever taken in my life. <laughs> How are you feeling about that now? Uh, I was wrong, guys. I was wrong. I was wrong. Well, I was going to say that the biggest update from my NF, the NFT episode that we did is that no one gives a shit about NFTs anymore. It seems like it's just gone. It's yeah, done. Dude. It's over. Uh, and and only people like that are left in that space feel like uh logan paul who we are definitely gonna do an episode on yeah have you seen the (laughs) coffee yellow video on him yeah it's that's that's a big part of it but this is not the first time that logan paul has gotten into trouble for an nft project so uh i know you're a big fan dalton because he speaks up for ufc fighter rights but uh uh, yeah i'm not saying a big fan i'm a big fan of him speaking up for ufc fighters specifically that yeah 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 because well, it's something that needs to be done. Because those dudes get paid pennies. Like they get paid pennies to go out there and kill each other, and it's fucked up. Yeah. Well, what, what's that meme where they show a picture? Um, is that is it Matt Iglesias or who's the picture of Matt Hughes? No, it's it's where they say the the worst person in the world, you know, makes a good point. It's an onion headline. Oh, yeah, 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 show yeah, all yeah. The time. That's kind of how I feel about Logan Paul. Where it's like <laughs> the the shit the biggest shithead on on earth actually had a good point one one good point you got to give him a little credit for that but it definitely doesn't deter everything else but nfts aside because that whole thing really collapsed within like two years and it was just i don't hear anybody talking about that shit anymore i definitely don't see any more ape photos on twitter which they just like dissipated but we did have a huge story in ftx and sam bankman freed and that whole collapse that's very funny that is very funny well it's, it's, you know, so I'm going to do just really quick because there's a lot of places that have covered Sam Megman Freed. He seems to be like the story of the hour. And I don't want to retread a bunch of stuff that other people have, have covered in much greater detail. So I just want to kind of do a little TLDR on, on what the situation is. It, to me, it's not nearly as funny other than like big VCs losing a shitload of money. On yeah, this, which yeah, I think for is sure. Fun. Yeah. Um, but so... Bankman Freed is oh, fuck you, Tom Brady. <laughs> and Giselle. And there's a lot of people that got mixed up in that that like you know that you wouldn't think yeah, of. Yeah, because but, all those uh agencies got involved and then they started getting all their people involved and it just it's a house of cards is just crumbling. It's crazy. Oh, and they and FTX had the naming rights on a on an arena or a, a, a stadium. I can't remember what it was, the arena yep. stadium. And and Miami. You know, I think it was Miami Heat Stadium. Was it? I think so. I think it's their arena. Google that while I'm telling you the story, because I know you only listen to like half of what I say. Um, he didn't even respond. No, I'm not listening to half of what you say. 
Yeah, it's the heat, Marina. Okay. Um, so Bankman Freed is the son of a couple of professors from Stanford University. And she's like the go-to tech founder college of choice. Like everybody goes to see because it's right in the Bay Area. And so it's a real, real easy jump from that prestigious school to starting up your own little startup company and then raising a billion dollars off of a bunch of bullshit, um, which he he graduated Stanford didn't pay anything because that's what you do when both your parents teach there. Uh, he joined this place called Jane Street Capital, just a, a, a investment company. They do a lot of tech stuff. Um, at the ripe old age of 25, this guy is young. He's only 30 now. And this is a lot that he did in five years because it's, it's kind of that, I think, more than anything is the most remarkable thing. In five years, this guy managed to lose $32 billion. That is insane. You can't spend $32 billion in five years, like a normal person, let alone amass it and lose it in the span of five years. Challenge (laughs) accepted. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. You you strike strike a hard bargain, but I'll give it my best shot. (laughs) All right. So at the end of the episode, you guys should both put your paypal um addresses down there and see if we can generate enough money for you guys to make and then spend 32 billion dollars um i don't have paypal but uh cash out mm. dollar sign shut up dalton there you go yeah dalton still hasn't gotten stuff taken care of if that's why if you're waiting on grift merchandise we're waiting on dalton to get his butt in gear and get stuff put together because it's i all am trying I, I just got insurance for the first time i got 300 dollars coming out per paycheck per paycheck yeah I'm trying, I'm trying to get my shit together. Uh, once he gets his shit together and gets his accounts set up so that we can take orders, we will start with the grift, the grift gear. So hopefully you know what? we can, we can talk when the, uh, when we get them recording, I think I have a solution for that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> ripe old age of 25, Sam, ba- Sam Bankman freed, um, creates a place, uh, an investment firm called Alameda Research. So this is 2017, five years ago. And he jokes at the time that he called it Alameda Research because it sounded more trustworthy than calling it some sort of crypto investment firm, which is exactly what it was. So I think early on, he knows what's up. Like he knows that people aren't, are a little skeptical of crypto. And then he would go on to demonstrate why you should be scrapped on cool of crypto because you can lose everything. $32 billion. $32 billion. <laughs> um, so he, 25 years old, starts his investment and um, it's a, it's a quantitative investment company, which basically just means they use supercomputers to make these trades. And so they look for patterns and they try to seize on them before anybody else can get on. And it's, it's kind of a wild world. Um, quantitative investing is very, very, strange and very like minority report where these computers are trying to predict twin trends before they happen. And then like betting in the market, it's, it's wild. It's all gambling, but they made their first big money from an arbitrage, arbitrage trade. When he realized that Bitcoin was trading for much higher in Japan than it was in the United States. Right. So what they did is they went in and they bought a bunch of Bitcoin in the U S and they turned it over to markets in Japan to resell it. And they ended up making somewhere between 10 and $30 million on that Jesus. deal before Bitcoin crashed in 2018. So this was 20, this is early 2018. They made a bunch of money. Bitcoin crashed because that's what it fucking does over and over and over again. And yet people keep throwing money at it. Like, just like here's my money. Let's throw it into a fire. That's called Bitcoin. Uh, anyway, so they made a bunch of money. 
And in 2019, he established FTX as a um, a spinoff. And it's it's different because it's a crypto exchange. So it's like FTX is the bank. It's where you put your crypto. It's where you park all your crypto. If you want to exchange a certain type of like Ethereum or Bitcoin and you want to buy another speculative coin, you know, the FTX will allow you to do that. So it's basically like we're going to you invest, you you put all your money here for safekeeping. If you want to buy other types of crypto, you can do that here and then keep everything in as a bank. Alameda was you give us money, we'll invest it and make money for you and give it back to you. Right. So two different businesses that honestly shouldn't be doing business together. But right. unfortunately, that's what had happened. Um, they in 2019, also the year that they just they founded FTX, they moved from the headquarters from California to Hong Kong because there were a lot lean, more lenient um, regulations in Hong Kong than there were in the U.S. And that's what all these cryptos guys are doing. They all go to like Singapore, Hong Kong. They go anywhere that there's less regulation, which honestly should probably be your first red flag. <laughs> yeah. But like crypto, as little regulation as exists in the U.S., there's still enough where these guys are like, well, we can't get away with crime. So let's go to another country and do it. Uh, it's Important to know that uh, SBF owned about 90% of Alameda. And when he started up FTX, one of his biggest competitors, the guy that founded, the the co-founder and CEO of a place called Binance. This is a guy, his name is uh, Chengping Zhao, but usually people just call him CZ. So he gave uh, Sam Bankman-Fried $100 million and invested in FTX. And that gave him a 20% interest in the company and said, hey, I want to see you get started. I think CZ's theory is like the more of the more crypto businesses there are, the better it's going to be for him. And he's not wrong, but he's kind of like the big godfather of the crypto world right now. Um, so he, he gives him hundred million dollars in 2019 has 20% stake in the company. And there's a lot of problems that happen as a result of Alameda and FTX kind of being the same group of people, right? They say right. they're separate companies, but in the headquarters, like they're literally in the same office. They're, mm-hmm. you know, like the desks are in the same space and it's very much two companies. Um, and they ran like one giant company and that's a problem. So FTX was also minting its own coin called the FTT. So they had their, they're like, we have our own crypto speculative coin. It's the FTT. Everything hinges on the value of this coin, right? So the, the goal for FTX is to keep the value of this coin up and they, and it's, they want to be the new Bitcoin. Yeah. They want to be the new Bitcoin. And as the bank, they can recommend their clients use this new Bitcoin, right? Like you don't want to be in Bitcoin, invest in FTT. That's our, that's our currency. You know, we're going to keep making sure that the value goes up and up and up. Um, so in 2021, just two years after the firm started, after FTX started, um, they bought out CZ's 20% holding, right? So they gave, they, they were like, Hey, thanks for hundred million dollars. Two years later, we don't need that money anymore. We're going to buy your 20% stake out. They bought it back from him for $2 billion. Jesus that Christ. is a lot of money. And that is an investment. If you could invest $100 and in two years, it turns into $2,000. That's a lot of money that yeah. you make in two years. You know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's like when you consider that most returns are like under 5%, that's huge. <laughs> that's yeah. a huge amount of money. So, um, that so they they bought them out, but they bought them out not with cash. They bought them out with FTT coins. That's the difference. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Yeah. So 
the other problem is is they got they they got involved in some Twitter beef over their approaches to regulation. So SBF and CZ were going at it because they have very different regulations. Um, Sam Bankman Fried thought that if he donated enough money to candidates, political candidates in the United States, that he could sort of play a part in the regulation. CZ's a little bit more hands-off. He's like, I'm over here. You know, I'm not in the United States. We don't need regulation. Keep it as unregulated as possible. Whereas Bengman Fried was kind of like, hey, we need more. We need more regulation. That's the only way we're going to be considered legit. And that's the only way we're going to get more money from people that don't know what the fuck crypto is, which is always the problem in crypto. Um, so really, just really quickly, I want to read about their political investments because that was definitely a big part of the story. Um, so it's a Bankman. This is actually from a newsletter called Popular Information. And it says Bankman Fried spent around $41 million in the 2022 midterm elections, mostly benefiting, benefiting Democrats. Bankman Fried donated 47 individual Democratic candidates, eight Republican candidates, 16 Democratic PACs, four Republican PACs, two nonpartisan PACs. Bankman Fried also spent millions on independent expenditures through his super PAC, Protect Our Future. So he got a lot of sway with the Democrats, and that's what you hear a lot. But the other part was, is that his um, this guy, Ryan Salam, he is the co-CEO of FTX, spent about $23 million in the midterms, and almost all of it went to Republicans. So these guys, two executives from the same company, are both playing different sides of the yeah. political sphere. And I think this is what's been neglected in a lot of the, the, a lot of the content so far. I mean, you have like a lot of, you know, right-wing news media is going, this guy was a democratic, you know, he donated all these Democrats. It's like, yeah, but his, his, his co co chairman, co CEO is doing the same thing on Republicans. And it's very much like SBF is your Democrat guy. Ryan Salam is your Republican guy. Right. So these guys can both work different sides of the aisle to get the kind of, of, you know, legislation that they want, which is smart. Right. Most companies do that, right? That's just what they do. They give, they usually end up, most companies they usually end up giving more to Republicans than Democrats, but both parties are happy for the money. And so they do whatever they say. And that's, that's how it's it works. It's almost like the system's fucking broken. Almost, <laughs> right? Funny. Um, so in September, 2022, Bloomberg started to look into the relationship between FTX and Alameda, noting that the companies were heavily involved with each other's businesses, but it didn't report on the numbers, didn't have a lot of access to the numbers, uh, but it started to, you know, was the first outlet to kind of put the, put the, the, you know, little antenna up and say, Hey guys, something's going on over here. Yeah, that might not, not be on quite the right. No. Then in November, 2022 CoinDesk, which is a, which is dedicated to crypto, uh, the crypto world, uh, published a damning piece about FTX and Alameda claiming that Alameda held a large percentage of FTT as part of its assets. So now it's saying Alameda exists because of FTX's coin. Does that make sense? This is yeah. weird. This gets a little weird where like they're kind of washing money back and forth between the two, but I just want to make sure that it's... Yeah, yeah I'm making. following. So from that Coindesk article, it says, the financials make concrete what industry watchers already suspect. Alameda is big. As of June 30th, the company's assets <clears throat> amounted to $14.6 billion. Its single biggest asset was 3.66 billion of unlocked FTT, the third largest entry on the asset side of the accounting ledger, a $2.16 billion pile of FTT collateral. So they had six, almost $6 billion of their $14 billion total worth was locked up in FTT coins. That's a lot of money. Rather than cash. 
That's a lot of money that can go upside down. A lot of money. So it's uh, it's trouble afoot, you say? Well, no one really outside of crypto insiders had any idea this was going on. Like you're right. You're 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 on the street and like Charlie threw some money at FTX. He'd have no idea that this was going on unless he was like really, really diligent. And most people, they aren't. They don't care. They just want to make some money. And if the number goes up, they're happy. If it goes down, they're not happy. So this is when things start to go south. Right after the story hit, CZ decides that there's a lot of trouble at FTX and he's got to get out of there. So he takes his two billion dollars in FTT and is like, I need to cash out. And this coupled with him saying that he was cashing out on FTX on Twitter causes a fucking run, which is how every Ponzi scheme ends is that people go and try to withdraw their money and there's no money to withdraw. It's weird. Yeah, man. Then you got people saying, where the fuck is my money at? Yep. Yep. And they're like, Oh, here's a coin. That's now worth nothing because we've, it's become very, very clear that there's no liquidity to back up this asset. So it's just a fucking coin that means absolutely nothing. And that that is that happens a lot. It's pretty much happened with every single crypto company that's gone belly up. It's because of a liquidity problem. And that as an industry, that's the whole thing. That's why Paris Hilton was on Jimmy Fallon talking about her fucking ape, because they need people to throw real money into this world. They need to feed this machine or people holding crypto are just holding worthless. Imaginary currency. money. Imaginary money. <laughs> Fake yeah, money. That's, that's it all it is. If you can't, do anything with crypto, which you can't really, there's not much, you you can't buy things directly with, you can with Bitcoin, but it's weird. You know, it's fringy stuff and it's hard to do. Right. Uh, If you can't spend this, it has not money. Baby, that's the only use for Bitcoin. It's not there anymore. It's gone. Gold is not on the dark web. Yeah, Let me just say that. I can say that confidently. You want to buy some drugs, man? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Listen, audience, you, I'm talking to you now. If you want to buy a kilo of black tar heroin, send me $2,000 in Bitcoin. I totally won't take your money. (laughs) (laughs) What's your wallet ID? That's what Uh, I thought. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I have one. Let me, I'd have to find it. (laughs) So uh, by... November 11th of this year, both FTX and Alameda file for bankruptcy and Sam Bankman-Fried is out. Um, The guy who took over um, Enron when it was in trouble has stepped in as the new CEO of FTX to try and clean up the mess and figure out where the money went, where it is, all that kinds of stuff. He's never going to, they're not going to, I mean, they'll figure it out, but they're not getting that money back. It's, it's gone. Um, The problem that I kind of see with this whole thing and we've talked about it a little bit before is the media coverage of this event. And they like, let me just tell you how gushy most of this stuff has been about Sam Bankman free. They fucking love him. They love him. Even though he made $32 billion disappear, you would think he was the second coming of Jesus Christ. According to the New York times, it's, it's kind of ridiculous. It's the best. <laughs> so he his his company files for bankruptcy on November 11th on November 20th, nine days later, he is uh, on a New York Times sponsored uh, deal book summit event. So basically like a trade show, right? The deal book right. summit is all these like movers and shakers in the finance industry. And Sam Bankman free is their guest of honor. He is interviewed by one of their reporters, um, Andrew Ross Sorkin, about the state of the company. So they didn't bother to cancel it. They were like, oh, we've, you know, let's talk to Sam Bankman fried about 
you know, finances because this kid clearly knows how to lose a bunch of money. I don't really understand why that was kept, but I don't know. It feels a little bit like lionizing a guy who just yeah. <laughs> invented a bunch of bullshit and made a Ponzi scheme. And, yeah. and he, but he's he's young and he's white and his parents are academics and he looks so harmless. Let's just keep him. We definitely you don't get that treatment with any of these other big um, crypto companies that have gone bust. And I suspect part of it is because most of the CEOs are Asian and this guy's not. So he's a little different and they seem to want to ride his dick. Um, hey man, way. listen, get old <laughs> out of here. Let's bring in Sam. Come on Jesus in, Sam. Christ. I can't believe we just <laughs> Charlie, fix that. <laughs> We don't have so much work to do on this. It's fine. I was gonna, I was gonna try to get this done today so we could put it out tomorrow. But listen here, you need to work like well, just... over there in China, boy. No, me. why are you making more work for him? Just we stray further from God's light every day, every day, every day. So he eventually is arrested by uh, the Bohemian police because he's in the Bahamas and that's, that's where he was hiding out. So he eventually got arrested and the man, of taste, back, the man of taste <laughs> sent back to the United <laughs> States. Um, but in, on December 26th, following his address, he, uh, there was this article in the New York times. Once again, again, they are really, really standing for Bef- this guy. Before we get there, what is it with, uh, the Bahamas to get like all these rich white people want to go there. And how I know John Bradshaw Layfield has a house there too. Taxes. And he's like a stocks guy now. Yeah. It's, it's a tax thing. You can hide, you can hide money over there and not have to face uh, like federal taxes in the United States. Oh, okay. Okay. It's, it's a, Bahamas is a tax haven like Panama. There's, there's a few of them. They're just happy to have the money because the bank now has all this money that they can do other things with, right. but it's, it's a tax. I've just thought haven. of it because jerk chicken is the best food on God's green earth yes everyone's going to the bahamas because of jerk chicken dude it's so good it's so good i mean in dalton's world yeah that's exactly what it is (laughs) dalton is making all the moves of these like rich grifters on the run but he's doing it for all of the wrong reasons (laughs) i'm just trying to eat the food man yeah (laughs) he's like i went to romania because i heard they had great casinos and good absinthe Never, uh, not because because he's a good wholesome boy and he's not going to sex traffic women. That's, no, 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 so no. That's no. What, not why you would go to Romania. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. And you go to Bahama for the chicken, not for the tax shelter. He or... thinks that only women should sex traffic other women. That's yeah, that's yeah. what he believes. Guess like you keep girl boss, baby. <laughs> Dalton over here remaking Caged Heat, the nineteen seventies <laughs> <laughs> women in prison porno, <laughs> fucking grindhouse. <laughs> Dalton's like, grind I house. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> 70s. Cla- Listen, if I know what Cage Team, go Google it. Um, <laughs> Dalton, you know the Grindhouse films uh, that Tarantino and Rodriguez did, right? Uh, I know of them, yeah. Same same idea, but it was like back in the They were an homage to stuff from the 70s where like they would have these cinemas that would show stuff Death like little budget stuff them, right? like that. What's mm-hmm. that? Yeah, Death, Death, Death Proof and Planet Terror. Okay. And then Machete came out of that. Uh, that kind of stuff, yeah. Machete kills still better than Machete. It's Never also harder to find on DVD. It's like thirty five dollars on Blu Ray right now really? to try to get a hold of. Yeah, I got I got the first one for like seven bucks, but trying to get part two, it's because part two's got Lady Gaga in it. They got to pay her those Gaga bucks. 
I mean, yeah, yeah, it's hard to beat having a movie with Steven Seagal and uh, Robert De Niro in it as villains. Like, amazing. It's just amazing. So anyway, uh, they pick him up in the Bahamas, and this is the story that runs in the New York Times right after that happened. This is the headline. It says, in the Bahamas, a lingering sympathy for Sam Bankman Freed. <laughs> the first line, the, the the tagline says, residents there have a generous view of the disgraced FTX founder who has been accused of misusing billions of dollars in customer funds. So um, a big thing to remember is that like a lot of this money was customer money. People were yeah. putting their money into FTX and then they were moving it from FTX to Alameda to invest. Yeah, but some of the some of the stuff that came out of it was pretty fucking sweet. Like Tom Brady losing a shit ton of money, fucking sweet. The MLB losing a shit ton of money, fucking sweet. Like all that, <laughs> all that shit is fucking awesome. <laughs> well, so they can't come out and say that, right? And the New York Times will never say that because they're you know they're gonna they're not gonna say anything bad about you know Tom Brady, but they also want to say nice things about Sam Bankman Freed. So they're trying to walk this line. So instead. They come up with a piece like this, and it says, and this is from the article, it says, I think he had a good heart, said uh, Shamika Moss, a Nassau school administrator. Ms. Moss was shopping on a recent afternoon at a beauty supply shop a few blocks from the Fox Hill prison where Mr. Bankman Freed was held for a week before he was extradited to the United States on Wednesday to face sweeping fraud charges. He's uh, Bahamian, she added, as part of the explanation for her sympathies. The connection between Bahamas and Mr. Bankman Freed, who was born and spent most of his life in California, reflects a complicated set of circumstances. Much as he did in the United States, Mr. Bankman Freed's donated millions of dollars to a dizzying collection of Bahamas. Bahamian charities, churches, and government entities, including the local police. In March, FTX covered the costs of ritzy resort ballroom used for a state reception to welcome Prince William and Catherine Middleton, then Duke and Duchess of Cambridge, who were visiting the island. Sounds like you're getting rid of a bunch of money you shouldn't have. Also sounds like capitalism at work, where if you're a rich yeah. person and you move to a foreign country, all you got to do is spread a little cash around and all of a sudden people really like you. Yeah, 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 for sure. But but I mean that is a that is a good moral behavior according to the New York Times, regardless of how many people lost potentially their life savings. It's okay because people in Bahama really like Sam Bankman Freed. Get the fuck out of here. What a bunch of He's a lot. That's just how, like there's a show. Like if you're a likable person, you can get away with anything. Like you you sure can't. You can get away with anything. I don't know how likable is. I think he's a white boy from a pedigree. I, I really do. That's our like. You've you said this before. Dalton has gotten away with how much because he's likable. So I mean, it's it's well, kind of away with the what? Not that kind of, kind of proving. Kind of Let me tell you, this. there's a few jail sentences you got out of. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> we could be doing this. We could be doing this podcast on a JPay phone right now if things had gone a little different. That's the, that's the thing. I use my white privilege for privilege for good <laughs> instead of evil. <laughs> Yeah, but oh, I have a feeling not pretty enough for me to use JPay. Have you seen some of them women from Oregon? God damn. Oh my god, dude. Listen, listen. Oh, just 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 clamp your dick for now. I got one for you at the end of this that you really want to meet their little prison puppy. I'll tell you. <laughs> no, what. no, this one's this one's straight for Charlie. This one's man. Let me just tell you, if a strong New York accent does anything for you, you better put on oh, that chest. I would rather fucking I'd rather pull my dick off with a not pair of pliers. For you. This is for Charlie. Yeah, it's for me. It's a present for me, Dalton. Not for you, for me. My no. time. Hey, you like that? You like that, pussy? <laughs> oh, no. Just wait. You thought my UPS driver was something? I got a treat for you. Anyway, <sighs> let's get through the rest of this Sam Bangman Freed bullshit. 
Um, he was released on $250 million of bond and people were like, Oh my God, ready to get that money. Well, you don't have to pay $250 million to make bond. You pay a, a percentage of that. And then if you go on the run, then you owe that money, but he'll, he, he's yeah, got like enough 20% money. or something. Yeah. It's probably lower than that for him. So yeah. So he's out. Um, he's under house arrest in California. Poor guy. Um, but I, I just, I don't think he's, I think he's going to get away with it for the most part. I think he's going to have a little slap on the wrist. Yeah. (laughs) That dude's for sure getting away with it. And I think that he's going to start something else. And I think that all the VCs that lost a ton of money, like SoftBank and all these other companies um, are going to reinvest because they have confidence in him. And they're like, oh, he was young. He made a mistake. He won't do that again. And I think he will. I think, But it wasn't a mistake. It wasn't a mistake. No, that's what what I'm saying. They're going to say it was malicious. He knew what he was doing. Yeah. And anybody that pretends like, oh, he just got in over his head is full of shit. I made a fucking $32 billion whoopsie. Listen, I'm the king of the whoopsies, and I've never made a $32 billion whoopsie. But there's a reason that it's illegal for a bank to also run an investment company in the same building. You know, it's part of the same. You can't take people's money that they invest and go and spend it without their knowledge. Right. Like you just, you can't, you have, they have to know that and banks do that. Right. But they also have to keep enough money in cash, on, uh, like as a reserve that there is no such thing as a run on a bank. Like if people start, like there has to be actual money to back up what they say are in these accounts. And that's mm-hmm. the problem with these crypto companies is they don't have the cash. They're just taking cash in, spending it on other things. And then when people want to withdraw, they're like, well, we don't really have it. We were just making up numbers. And that's, that's, that's the grift. That's the scheme. Um, and this guy, you know, I, I was a little mixed on him until the New York Times stuff came through where I was like, oh, these guys are like simping for him so hard because I was like, all right. So he ripped off, you know, a bunch of VCs. I don't really give a shit about VCs and they know they're going to lose money on some investments. The individual investors and the little like, well, mostly it's crypto people. Couldn't give a shit about crypto people, really. But there's always people whose like grandson tells them to invest in this stuff and then they end up losing everything. Like There are victims that are like unknowing and, and, and unwitting victims in this, in this stuff that I do feel bad for. So, you know, fuck this guy and he's going to get away with it. I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely sure. I will happily admit I'm wrong if I do become wrong, but I just, he's going to get away with it. He will probably not do real jail time either. Anyway. um, I want to close this section. We got one more to go uh, with a, Super Bowl spot that FTX ran during last year's Super Bowl. Start. Did you see this ad, Dalton mm-hmm. or Charlie, the one with yes. Larry David? Yes, mm-hmm. I did. Yeah. So that's fun. There was and a I, number of crypto ads. In the Super there Bowl. were a number of crypto ads, but FTX it had it was one of the ones that was highlighted um, as like. <laughs> yes, we got clips. We got one. We got two clips. Yes. <laughs> Um, so this is the very end of that, of that advertisement where Larry David plays a character who has like all of these future prospects presented to him and he just passes on all of them because he thinks he knows better. And so this is the very end of it. And I think Larry David was on the right track in this commercial. Like I was saying, it's FTX. It's a safe and easy way to get into crypto. Yeah, I don't think so. And I'm never wrong about this stuff. Never. So yeah, <laughs> the joke. Oh man, it's on a new dimension. <laughs> that when it turns like out milk. that FTX <laughs> was a scam built on a lie. 
Um, I will say that there are two big crypto companies that I think will wreck everything if they go under. One we've talked about before, which is Tether, the stable coin. I think if something goes wrong with Tether, it will collapse Bitcoin. And I think Binance, who we, what we talked about today, yeah. is the biggest the biggest holding company right now. And I think if something goes, he seems, CZ seems pretty smart and he has managed to really just take out a bunch of his competition either on purpose or by accident. And he just keeps buying the remains of these companies that go under. So I don't know. He may, he may be smart enough to kind of keep it going for a lot longer than most people think he can or it should. Um, but we'll see. Those are the two. Those two are my prediction for if something happens to one or both of us, the game is up. It's done. So we're going to get local to me. We're not going to talk about Georgia or Florida or Ohio for a little bit. We're going to talk about New York, New York in the house. Um, Yay. And we're going to talk about <laughs> a guy that has been getting a significant amount of media coverage. So again, I don't want to dwell too hard, but since it's a local issue, I just felt like I should weigh in a little bit on it. We're going to talk about newly elected member of Congress, George Santos. Okay. Have you heard anything about this guy, Dalton? No, I haven't, but I'm very interested in Charlie, have you heard anything about this guy? No. Oh, Oh, I'm really excited. I was afraid you guys might see it because he's been fucking everywhere. Um, So let's talk about New York City politics. New York State is a bigger extension, but really just New York City. New York City, with the exception of Staten Island, is a Democratic stronghold. I mean, Democrats win almost every single election, even if they're basically Republicans in disguise. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the, the machine the fucking, here. The scene in Scooby-Doo where they pull the mask off and it's yeah. just a Republican. <laughs> it's like yeah. just as GOP. I mean, yeah. you could say that about our current mayor, Eric Adams. You could say it about our former governor. Um, you Andrew could say Cuomo. that about almost every single Democrat in office. Yeah, yeah. So, but the Republican Party in New York City is in fucking shambles. It is a disgrace. In New York State, I'd actually almost say it was a disgrace as well when they almost ran Andrew Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani's dumbass kid, as a governor candidate for the state of New York. That that was close to happening. The son of the Crypt Keeper. I like it. Yeah. He was, oh, my God. Have you ever seen this guy? <laughs> no. I'm not going to shame based on appearances, but fuck this kid. Um, yeah. All right. We make, <laughs> we make cut this out. He was... This was like... He worked for Trump for a little while. He was the like liaison to the sports uh, league. Here we go. Just like to the NFL. He was some sort of weird liaison. Here he is. Baby boy. (laughs) Him and daddy. Oh, my God. Has he ever starred in any TV shows or any movies? No. no, He looks like the uh, guy that I saw in To Catch a Predator. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That might be liable. I don't know if we can put that in, but okay. Anyway, so it's it's a mess. It's almost non-existent. And these candidates just sort of come out of the woodwork. And every once in a while, one of them gets really lucky and gets elected to office. Um, and the case in point to that is George Santos. He just got elected, just was sworn in on Saturday. Um, for New York's third congressional district, which is parts of Queens and Long Island. This is Jay Gold's congressman. So uh, we're going to we're going to go look back on an old version of his website because he has updated it to reflect everything that's going on. And it no longer says that. But at one point in time, it did say this. George's grandparents fled Jewish persecution in Ukraine, settling in Belgium and again fled persecution during World War II. They were able to settle in Brazil, where his mother was born. His father, who comes from and 
and Golan Roots was also born in Brazil. Both his mother and his father legally immigrated to the United States in search of the American dream, where they began their new lives on the foundation of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Only problem. Sounds like a good story. None of it's true. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So in addition, um, he claimed in a filing that he sent to Jewish organizations in Long Island and Queens that he was looking for their endorsement. He claimed to be, quote, as a proud American Jew, I have been to Israel numerous times for from educational business and leisurely trips. So this is a guy says he's from Brazil, but his parents fled persecution in World War II and he is Jewish. He's not. None of this is true. Uh, turns out his grandparents lived in World War, in Brazil long before World War II happened, long oh, before yeah. the Nazis came into power. So they never fled the Nazis. They never had any part of that. That was just the beginning, though. Um, from an article in Forward Magazine, it says, in an interview with the New York Post, Santos said that he never claimed to be Jewish and that because his maternal family had a Jewish background, he said that he was Jewish. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you got to respect the hustle. Oh, my God. <laughs> that deserves a golf clap for sure. <laughs> no, I didn't say Jewish. I said Jew-esque. Yes. <laughs> so, oh, he doubles down on this. He says in a Zoom interview. It sounds Sidian- like a lame-ass excuse I would make. <laughs> so, <laughs> In an interview with City and State, a New York-based media website, Santos repeated that he will always that he always jokes that he is also Jewish, as in ish. Ooh, ish. Later in the interview, <laughs> Santos complained that people are rushing to uh, disinherit me from being Jewish or even allowing me to care for Israel and Judaism Jew-ish. in a time and era where anti-Semitism anti-Semitism is at an all-time rise. But wait, oh, that's not it. That would be enough, right? That would yeah. be enough. It's so good. Oh my god, it's so mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. It's so good. Yeah. So also from his website, he talks about what he did before running for office. It says George is a seasoned Wall Street financer and investor with extensive work in capital introduction, real estate, capital markets, biotech, and ETC. He participated in landmark deals on Wall Street and worked his way up to being one of the youngest vice presidents in the industry. So his claims were that he worked for Goldman Sachs and Citibank, and that he also ran a private family-owned real estate company, investment company, and owned something like the company owned something like 13 properties. None of that's true. <laughs> Goldman Sachs, Citibank, said he never worked for either of them. Jesus. They can't find any record of his little family real estate business. Um he also had a nonprofit company, and it says from again from his website, following in his mother's footsteps, George has a long history of philip uh, philanthropic work across New York and around the country. He has worked tirelessly with animal rescue efforts in the tri-state area and supports other organizations that help at-risk children and American veteran America's veterans. This is written to be a Republican platform, right? Like right. so far he's like, was worked in wall street before he went out in his own family business. He starts up nonprofits for veterans, really children and animals. Up, bootstraps exactly. Kind of guy. Yeah. He's Jewish because there's a lot of Jewish folks. In no, 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 Jewish, Jewish, but he can <laughs> fool them by saying he's Jewish. Um, so Jew hyphen ish. He knows his <laughs> audience and he's like inserting these things to, to directly cater 
to this audience. Um, there's no record of this nonprofit company existing. None of it just lied about everything. Yep. But wait, there's more. Oh, no. (laughs) Again, from his website, George graduated from Baruch College with with a bachelor's degree in economics and finance. He's fluent in Portuguese and Spanish. George lives on Long Island with his husband, Matt, and their four dogs. He did not go to Baruch. He also claimed at one point to have gone to New York University. He did not go to NYU. Uh, These are not true. Uh, He is, was married to a man. He's, He's gay. He's a gay Brazilian Republican, which usually makes them like come in their pants if they have a candidate like this. And right. then it turns out that nothing but the gay and the Brazilian part are true, which suddenly <laughs> makes them turn on this poor bastard. Uh, <laughs> because they were like, well, we don't want that. Well, we wanted everything else. Um, he claimed also to have had a brain tumor, which <laughs> heightened the danger of COVID-19. He said that he, if he caught COVID-19, he would probably die, but he also refused to make wear a mask and (sighs) was okay. Even though he had a brain tumor, which no one can seem to confirm if that is a real. He lied about cancer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He also lied about the pulse nightclub shooting in Florida. He, Claim that four co-workers of his were killed in the Pulse nightclub shooting. And that was, turns out, a lie. Dude. Dude. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm starting to doubt that he's Brazilian. He also claimed, uh, and again, from his website, it says, George's work ethic comes from his mother, who came from nothing, but worked her way up to be the first female executive at a major financial institute. On September 11th, 2001, George's mother was in her office in the South Tower. She survived the horrific events that day, but unfortunately passed away a few years later. That's a lie. (laughs) So his mother died in in 2016. And you don't often refer to 15 years as a few years. That's just not at all what happened. Now, I almost left this out. I don't it, it there is some conflicting reports that his mom was most likely um a housekeeper and not an executive at a company. I don't really care about that because right. you know, being a housekeeper is a job like anything else. There's right. no reason to be ashamed of that. But I do think that if that's true I in San Francisco, respect the housekeeper more than respect the CEO of a company. Fuck yeah. yeah. And so I think it's a little shitty that he has thinks that he has to change her career if that's right. the case. Like, I, I don't know. I'm, I couldn't confirm that. But if Dude, that is the... honestly, if a politician ran on like and he said like, oh, my mom is a housekeeper versus the guy that says, oh, my mom is a CEO. I'm going to vote for the son of the housekeeper. Not a Republican. <laughs> but, oh, fucking do the brain rot and the fucking Republican. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I, I think it's pretty telling when um, you have someone Sorry, like this. Uh, like 20% of our listener base. <laughs> I don't think this guy represents the typical. I don't know what this guy represents. This represents. So this guy, first of all, represents a complete failure of the media or reporter journalist to catch on to any of this shit because he ran. He told all talked all this bullshit and he won. Like yeah. no one caught it until after he was elected. And then suddenly everybody was like, that's wait, wild. That's this guy? wild. Nobody looked into anything. Yeah, it's weird how that happens sometimes with, with politics. It's very strange. It's almost like if you throw money at somebody, they'll shut the fuck up. 
Yeah. Or if you're <laughs> running a, an election in the suburbs that people aren't really paying attention to, you can get away with a lot of shit too. Um, so even somebody like another grifter named uh, by the name of Tulsi Gabbard, who you guys know who that oh, is. Oh, this fucking bitch. Oh my God. Dude, I hate her. I um, hate her. You might like her a little bit after you see this. No, no, I can't stand her. She's a fucking dude. She's oh a my grifter God. for yeah. sure. Oh, but, yeah. Here she is. Uh, she's hosting. No, I, I hate. You know what? I hate her. I hate her because I got got. That's the reason I hate her. And you think I got, she's got. cute? No, I, no, I don't think she's cute. I, I got got. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> okay. Uh, so she was hosting Tucker Carlson because that's her new gig is co-hosting when Tucker's on vacation. And she had Santos on her show, and she even calls him out on it, which I thought was. You know, it's like, boy, when when she's calling you out on your bullshit, you know, you done fucked up. And now I want to the, put this, this thing past is, me so I can deliver for the American people. The thing is, Congressman-elect, uh, integrity means, yes, carrying yourself with honor, but it means it means telling the truth, being a person of integrity. Of and if I were one of those in New York's third district right now, now that the election is over and I'm finding out all of these lies that you've told, not just one little lie or one little embellishment, these are blatant lies. My question is, do you have no shame? Do you have no shame in the people well, who are now you're asking to trust you to go and be their voice for them, their families and their kids in Washington? Tulsi, I can say the same thing about the Democrats and, and the party. Look at Joe Biden. Joe Biden's been lying to the American people for 40 years. He's the president of the United States. Democrats resoundly support him. Do they have no shame? This, Look, this I've is, made this very this clear. Is not, this I is made, not about the Democratic Party, though. This is about your relationship no, frankly with the people who've entrusted you to go and and fight for them and i think one of the questions that that really probably hits home to a lot of people is is are you jewish we've, we've got a letter that your campaign sent out earlier this year which reads as follows as a proud american jew i've been to israel numerous times for educational business and leisurely trips you said there in that letter that you are quote a proud american jew how do you how do you explain that? My heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised a practicing Catholic. I think I've gone through this. Even I've not not being raised a practicing Jew. I've always joked with friends and circles, even with in the campaign. I'd say, guys, I'm Jewish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. So look, I understand everybody wants to nitpick at me. I, I'm going to reassure this once and for all. I'm not a facade. I'm not a persona. I, I have an extensive career. So, yeah. And that and that actually was that, that interview happened before a lot of the other bullshit came out about his mom and all the other stuff. But uh, when you get when you get those kind of questions on Tucker Carlson from Tulsi Gabbard, of all people, it's you're it's pretty incriminating. Hey, the reason I don't fuck with Gabbard, because like when she was a politician, she ran on like progressive topics. Right. Sort and of, yeah. she was trying to uh, get the pardon for Edward Snowden, like super, some cool stuff. And then she just did the fucking 180, right? Yeah. She was anti-war was like her big thing. Yeah. She was also like a really, really nasty and bad on LGBTQ issues. Like she's, well, I didn't she's, see any of that. Yeah. She's been, she's been a problem for a while, but she, you know, they, they love the democratic party loved her because I she saw was, all the anti-war stuff and Edward Snowden stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, I come well, back to that. She's, she's, she's good looking. She's young. She's a woman. 
And she used to be in the military service. Like, these are the things that the Democrats go crazy for. Like, they love this shit. They just lap it up. And it doesn't matter if you, they don't actually listen to the politics or realize that she was raised in a cult, which she was. Which she, is, was. she was. She was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, poor Santos. He, I, I think what's happening is because no one called him out on this bullshit and now he's been elected, they're in a bind. I mean, he was going to be the future for like a hot minute. He was the future of the Republican Party, like a gay Latino Republican, you know, and then when the lies come out, they have to distance themselves from him, but not enough to kick him out of Congress, because right now the Republicans only hold the House by four votes. And so they cannot lose anyone. So they're going to definitely they are literally him. fighting right now. <laughs> and honestly, uh, up until just like maybe this week, I was like, good on him. Go, man. Because all these fucking guys lie. Everybody that goes in the office lies. I mean, they're all they're all liars. And he yeah. just kind of broke the rules by lying about everything in a Democratic stronghold city. You know, like that's that's yeah. where he fucked up. Had he done this anywhere else, none of this shit would have caught up with him. But it did. And, you know, and, and part of me is like, you know what? He's wearing it on his sleeve. He's a total fucking fraud and he's i'm not wearing it on his sleeve he's still throwing the jewish stuff out there well, he's on. trying to explain himself i i don't know I, I i think i could probably work for him and really turn that image around i'm convinced of it and his <laughs> office is not too far from my house so maybe i'll go volunteer um, oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> uh well it does a couple of couple of things about him too um it, it, it's definitely the the coverage of this has been kind of laughable it's really been a lot of the people that are like, this is definitely the vote blue, no matter who, you know, Trump bad crowd oh, that God. are like orange man up bad. against the yeah, orange man bad stuff. So it's <laughs> definitely reads a lot of that. Well, ah, he lied. I was like, everybody fucking lies, man. Yeah. He just got away with it. And that's why you're mad. Um, so it, it's really it's kind of a there's a brain war on in the media against this kind of stuff and again up until recently i was like all right this is guy's fun but now he has firmly inserted himself into the marjorie taylor green matt gates lauren bobert sphere in congress as lauren he has Boobert. been he has been uh hobnobbing with them on the uh the house floor over the last few days so i'm less enthused about the guy now uh also possibly uh, his husband left him as a result of all of this stuff because he showed up to be sworn in on Saturday without his wedding ring on anymore. So there's, mm, there's a chance. There's Honestly, some high goss going on over there. Seriously, if if my partner, husband, spouse, whatever, got mixed up with this kind of shit and had people protesting outside of his office in Long Island, I don't think I'd want a part of that. That would be a line too much for me. Um, but that's that's kind of what's going on with him. But I also wanted to talk really quick and kind of um, get into one other person who did not win. And this is Charlie's lady. This is this is Charlie's Charlie's girl. So there was a, a Republican challenger for AOC here in New York. And AOC has parts of Queens mm. and the Bronx. AOC. Mm. And yeah. her name is, uh, well, you haven't seen Dear Tina. So, um, oh, actually, scratch that. Hang on. I'm going to, I have one more thing to say about. George Santos, then we'll get to the other one. So Tom Swazi is a Democratic uh, congressman, was, ran for the governor of New York, got beat really badly, and then George Santos won his seat in Congress. And and Swazi decided that he was going to do an op-ed in the New York Times because he was so upset about who's filling his seat now. And I want to read a little bit of that op-ed. It's called, and this is this is just like 
the media fucked up. They didn't catch this guy. And now they're screaming bloody murder and they're getting a former congressman to write this article talking about how disgraceful it is that this guy lied to get his seat in Congress. And it's called a con man is succeeding me in Congress today. Oh, love it. Uh, it says, today is my last day as a member of Congress, and George Santos is about to be sworn in to take the seat I held for six years. He will take an oath to bear true faith to the Constitution and take this obligation without any purpose of evasion. I've lost track of how many evasions and lies Mr. Santos has told about himself, his finances, his history, and his relationship with our stretch of Long Island and Northeastern Queens. When he is seated, it will diminish our Congress, our country, and my constituents. Like Soon. MTG is just sitting on that same Congress. <laughs> Soon, his constituents. Um, it saddens me that after 30 years of public service, rooted in hard work and service to the people of this area, I'm being succeeded by a con man. So this is, they're all very hurt about this guy, which makes oh, me like him God. a little bit more. But yeah, um, Again, he's going to stay in Congress, even though there's like, as of yesterday, I think there's been two big protests at his office. He's not going anywhere. He'll serve right. out at least his term, his two-year term. He may get reelected too. You don't know. Never know. Um, if he can beat as easily as he did the Democratic candidate based on all lies, you know, now yeah. he's got a name for himself. That's really all you need in politics. He's got his foot in the door. So now we're going to talk just a little bit about Tina Forty. And she <laughs> challenged AOC Tina for her Congress. <laughs> Tina Forty. Or like it's, four zero? It's F-O-R-T-E. Okay. But she calls it, she Forte. pronounces it Forty. That's what I thought. She says Forty. Okay. Tina Forty. And I just want to read. Oh my God. Beautiful woman. Well, Dog water person. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can go to the Met. You, she runs on a socialist platform or goes to the fucking Met Gala. Oh my God. <laughs> Love and it. that's a big Love part it. of what Tina has said about her. Like, she uses a ton of footage of AOC at the Met Gala to take down her radical socialist opponent, AOC. So, this is from her crying photo off outside of a fucking child prison. Well, <laughs> so I'm going to read you a little bit from so, this. I'm not a big AOC fan. I'm a fan of like, I'm a fan of like, Oh my gosh, she's so pretty. But um, I'm not a, <laughs> not a fan of her as a person. So this is from Tina's website. I just this is just to kind of give you an idea of who this is that's running uh, in New York in New York City. And the only reason I tacked this on is because it just made me laugh. So, so radical socialist, polit I'm going to do it in her voice and then you're going to hear her voice and you can tell me how good a job I did. Radical socialist politicians routinely <laughs> degrade... I'm not deep enough, but I'm just going to go away with it. Degrade America and dream it and the dream it represents. They vilified and defunded our law enforcement, created a creating a crime surge while cowering behind their own private security. Cause you know, leftists all have private security. Um, the socialists specifically, right, right. they've destroyed businesses, driven away jobs and offered little compensation Oops. to those affected while enjoying their own large government salaries. They have robbed children of more than a year of education, denied school choice of oh those of us who want to give our kids the best education, all while sending their own children to private schools. OK, um, so then it says, then it goes on. It says like, well, millions of other New Yorkers, Tina Forty has had enough. Tina has been on the front lines fighting for us. She stood shoulder to shoulder with small businesses and restaurant owners who were struggling. She joined parents and pushing for schools to reopen for her kids. She backed the blue and was a vocal opponent of defending our police uh, or a, a vocal opponent of defunding our police. That makes a big difference. She was even a part of lawsuits against Governor Cuomo and Mayor de Blasio to roll back unconstitutional executive orders that have destroyed our businesses and lives of our children for for almost two years. 
She also caught COVID and by her own omission, she almost died as a result. But goddamn, we will never say that. God didn't quite finish the job there, huh? Not quite. Didn't quite get it. Now, the main event. Charlie, are you ready? Yes. Here she comes. And by proxy, here you come too. I'm Tina Forty. I'm a wife, mother, grandmother, and small business owner. I'm running for Congress to challenge the establishment and fight for you. <laughs> there she, she is, boo boo. Ridiculous. I, I want to punch her in the face so bad. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh. Tina Forty. 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 So there she is. Oh my God! You just she know is. she's loud. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so she's a big crime and punishment law and order candidate. Uh, turns out that both her husband and her 25 year old son are felons <laughs> as well. Nothing uh, wrong with that. They both had previous felonies and they were no longer oh, the felonies. One of them was second degree assault. The other okay. one was a possession charge, which I think is the I mean, possession charge is bullshit, but whatever. They were neither of them uh, under law were supposed to possess firearms being felons in New York State and a warehouse that they ran her small business out of was raided by the feds and they found $150,000 worth of marijuana, which at the time was not legal in New York. And they also found a handgun with the serial number <laughs> sanded or filed off of it. So they were both arrested. Um, but, you know, she's running law and order. Crime is out of control. Maybe you should take a look at your husband and your son before you start throwing stones. Um, she's going to be around for a while. I think she cracks me up and doesn't have a chance in the, in the district that she's running, but I don't know, maybe she'll move out to long Island and charge and, you know, and challenge Santos and probably beat him. I gotta be honest. So my favorite thing about like politicians like her is like, they're up in New York and they'll be like talking about the border crisis. Like yeah. they have like a direct knowledge and hand in it. And it's like, you're, you're fucking thousands of miles away. What the fuck are you talking about? You have there's no border crisis for you in Canada right now. Plot twist. Let's talk about the Canadian border. No, no, what you got to do. You got to stop the Canucks from coming through because those dirty fucking Canadians. All they got with them is like maple syrup and fucking uh, and, and like poutine and they wear those fucking they like lumberjack everywhere we don't need any more lumberjacks those are good american jobs and they're going to these fucking canucks they're trying to bring all the evil stuff from canada like their socialized health care <laughs> i don't know i don't trust anybody with the last name trudeau just call me crazy but it's just not going to work for me uh so anyway she's 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 around um yeah, that's that's kind of my update. Uh, I had a few more people. I I took them off just in the for the sake of time, but I think there's some more. Let's uh let's do like a lightning round to see if you know what these people are up to. You ready? Are you gonna name the people? Yeah. Okay, go for it. Ted DiBiase. He uh the walls are closing in on him. Um, Brett Favre seems to be the target that everybody's going after, but DiBiase is very much involved, in, as we've explained, and I think that he's going to get into some serious trouble, maybe potentially some jail time. Alex Jones. Alex is $1.5 billion. He's going to be three. <laughs> three. He's still got three trials to go that have he has been found guilty in by default, and there has not been a judgment on. So... I have a feeling it's probably going to be over $2 billion by the time this is done. Peter Popoff. 
I don't know what the fuck is going on with Popoff. He's so irrelevant. He is he's old school charlatan. Like he's not, he just he kind of does his thing. He'll be dead soon. Kenneth Copeland. Oh God, fucking Copeland. He is back on YouTube. He and his <laughs> oh, fucking no. wife are making daily videos, and I've watched a bunch of them, and I want to punch my screen. We will definitely do a Kenneth Copeland follow-up episode because that was one of the most popular episodes we've ever done. And he is talking some serious fucking bullshit since we recorded that episode. It is wild. So there will be a Kenneth Copeland part two at some point. Dr. Oz. Oz lost. Yeah, I did. (laughs) And the reason he lost is because the other candidate won. Big fatty. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say big daddy. Oh, my God. Well, he used to. Fetterman used to be a big fatty. And then he lost a bunch of weight. (laughs) Oh, my God. Do you guys remember the the Fox News uh, (sighs) thing that, like, after that happened? They're like, oh, the, the exit polls are saying the reason why dr oz lost is because fetterman won it was like a, <laughs> yeah. it was like a no <laughs> shit i'm happy i was happy for fetterman i mean it was honestly that race was way too close way way closer than it should have been considering who was in it um i, think I got a couple hold on Dalton. i got a couple okay fred phelps he's still dead motherfucker burning hell Emmy faye baker <laughs> oh she's still dead too that's sad sylvia Brown dead fucking dead we're gonna do another we are gonna do a part two on sylvia brown she has said too much bullshit to like can have contained in one episode i really i was thinking about like updating on like the domes that are supposed to be over the major cities by 2004 um like big glass domes and one more anton lavey and god is he dead do satanists really die or do they live on through the millions of maybe just hundreds of whiny little bitchy satanists online that that, like hate their lives but love (laughs) being edgelords and odelia distabar (laughs) <laughs> She'll never be covered. We, we don't talk about her. We don't. That's she's she's not going on the greatest sets album of the show. Oh my god, that's the worst thing we ever done. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. Um. Yeah, we don't talk about her. Oh my god, I'm surprised. That was like one of the first five episodes, right? Like that could yeah. have ruined the podcast. <laughs> well, it's fortunate that no one was listening at that point. <laughs> oh my god, that could have ruined everything. um so yeah so that's kind of an update of where everybody is or anybody that's been doing any sort of big moving and shaking since we recorded them well speaking of big mover and shakers we got some big movers and shakers that you should follow uh and listen to over on the podcast app so where you get your podcasts where you listen to your people's at we got iw guide at odds wrestling wrestling cheers x over fucking i don't know pod van damme's dead don't listen to them <laughs> um fucking against austin's dead too jesus christ our friends are dying our friends are dying and nobody's doing anything about it uh <laughs> fucking is there any other podcast that i'm forgetting coming Let's- soon full <laughs> with dalton harris full Dalton Harris, think of Charlie some work today. Uh, you can find us on Patreon over at patreon.com slash if you catch my griff. We got some more bonus content coming soon. I don't know what's came out yet from the last time we recorded bonus content. Everything Charlie, I think anything? is out. I think everything the, is out. Yeah, we got a we got a bonus grifter episode. We have sad boy Dalton 
episode. Um, well, that fucking grandma was... died. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. there are there are a few things up on the Patreon. There's going to be more um ex- more exclusive grift episodes coming to Patreon, including the grifters who have been trying to push a fake cancer cure. Will be one episode. Very cool. Um, I think we're going to talk about a young Earth creationist who has set up a dinosaur land as an, as a creationist museum in Florida. No, no surprise there. Um, Where at? It was in Pensacola and then it got shut down. And so he moved it over the Alabama border. Okay. I can get there pretty quick. Like, I might do some on the field reporting. Yes. Yeah. Record don't it. take Harlan, please don't do that. Just show up as a father, like a, a childless father. Uh, she, like, there's a lot of them in florida I mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> um yeah Mothers too it's it that 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 story takes a really dark turn um so yeah so for the main feed we'll definitely got some fun stuff coming like i mentioned earlier i think i'll probably do a logan paul episode before too long um, um austin's putting me and charlie to work uh, there's fucking uh, goddamn yeah, we have a list somewhere of stuff we yeah. want to work on that uh, I don't know. It's, it's not going to be a copy Austin from Wikipedia. The workload, Jesus Christ! Promise, it's not going to just be a copy and paste from Wikipedia. Uh, I will do my best to. Mine will be a copy and paste from Wikipedia. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm going to get my basic points from there, but then I'm going to like fill in everything and then send it to Austin for him to like pick through and like do the the, the wrap up on it because I'm terrible at like doing reports but i'll do my best to like give you all the information and then you make don't it... know until you try you may be really good it may be a secret Maybe. like talent of yours that you don't Maybe. even know oh god could you imagine if i was really good at it then that, that's what i'd be doing <laughs> oh god charlie runs the show <laughs> <laughs> austin edits that'd be hilarious if you catch my butters if you butter my grift yeah Oh man! All right. Well, that's it for us then. I guess uh, until next time. Yeah, stay you guys beautiful. should stay. Re- oh God! <laughs> stay beautiful. Goodbye. <laughs> Sister